Yeah, it's showtime. It's showtime. <laughs> showtime. Between so between your kids being off and my cats going crazy, this this could be an interesting show. I thought that I was like, are we gonna get through this without any interruptions? I don't know, but stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, a little suspense in there, anyway. <laughs> right. Let's see what, yeah, that's like, watch what happens live, that Andy Cohen show. Watch what happens live. <laughs> we don't yeah, know. don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I love this topic, branding, because branding, it can be like a buzzword, you know, it could be misinterpreted. So it's that question of what is a brand and what isn't a brand. And one thing I want to make straight, we're going to make three really good points today. But one thing is that branding is not just about your design. And many people get caught up in that, like my brand, and they really don't understand or define what that means to have a brand and a brand strategy. So we're clearing all that up today. Yes. We're going to help you understand exactly what a brand is, why it's so, so, so important, and such a great tool for your customers and your business. Um, so Let's get going. Good morning again, everybody. Welcome to Marketing Mix. We are here every Friday and we bring you all kinds of different topics having to do with digital marketing and we love to mix it up. That's where the mix comes in. But first, let's take a look at where everybody can find us there. Yes. Every week we go live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can catch the replay on Instagram and, of course, our podcast. This is such a great podcast. We're really proud of it. Marketing and a mic. Everything that we do here gets on that uh, podcast, so great to listen to and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on that podcast. So, All right, um, Glenna, you and I, we come across this a lot, which yeah. is sort of this, I want to brand myself, and it's <laughs> like, I want my own brand kit, and I think that's important. You know, that's really a good start when you're kind of developing your whole business or brand identity, but they're kind of focusing on their logo or their font or their tagline or whatever it is. And essentially they've accomplished a design, but they really haven't accomplished what their brand is. And that's kind of what we're going to dig into today. And I'm talking really loud. <laughs> Glenna, we have a special guest today. <laughs> I don't know what she's up to. This is that is fair? Gonna, I didn't catch it. This is not going to be good. All right. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> a got tail, a tail here and there. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Brand. Uh, you're right. The brand kits, all that kind of stuff's really cool and it gives you a good start, but it's really more about what others are saying about you yes. versus what you think it is and what you're really selling. So you're really creating a brand for your audience, your customers, and really even your team to convey that company culture out there. So it's more about the in intangible things that your company represents versus how pretty it is, really. <laughs> that is so true. So the first thing we want to talk about 
is something that, you know, we've, we've already said it a few times, but let me tell you, your brand is not your design. Okay. Your brand is not your design. So design is more of a, like a visual representation or a visual extension of your company. So it's kind of that vehicle to help move your product or service. So it could be composed of, was that bear again? <laughs> I, th- I heard something tip over. I thought, what's, what's going on? <laughs> The whole background might collapse, but we're going I'm being to... harassed. <laughs> You're being harassed. She's like, I didn't say you could go live this morning. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, so what you need to think about is that your design, it's sort of the vehicle of your of your brand to move your product or service. It's it can be, you know, your shapes and your colors and your logos and all that kind of stuff. But the design kind of serves a brand. It's not what is the brand. So you got to think about your design as like the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. The design, like you said, is very important. I mean, we're not downplaying that part. It's right. very important. But it also helps what moves your brand visually. And yes. you do this, of course, by getting marketing materials, branding your website, um, T-shirts, yep. company uniforms, those kind of things that people can see. They're visuals that these promo materials communicate, it's kind of like a shortcut to conveying your brand so that you keep in front of people. That's very true. That's very true. So the thing that's important about your design is that it's going to actually express important features of your brand if well done. And that's, that's how you need to look at it. So it serves a purpose. So colors, you know, we all know colors kind of evoke emotion. Shapes can have certain cultural or social associations. So, you know, you do want to be really intentional when developing your brand colors and your logo. You know, even your fonts can make your a company appear more youthful or more sophisticated or whatever it is. So it is it comes into the fold of your brand and your brand mes- messaging. But your design should really just help build on your brand messaging, not completely define it. Exactly. Like we said, design is a very important part, but it's not everything. And also you have to think about this. Your brand is not really what your product or service is. You Mm -hmm. may have heard people say your product is your brand, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent true. Let's let's take this example. We all know Kmart and Target. They essentially offer the same type things, same type products and services, same price points, all of that. But why do people consistently go to Target more than Kmart? Yes, that's the key question we're going to ask. Well, and what went wrong? Really, Kmart has no brand strategy, at least not anything near what Target does. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point here of like how we say, well, your brand isn't your product or service. It's like, well, what does that exactly mean? And that's the perfect example. You have Target and you have uh, Kmart. They had essentially the same products and services, it, 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 really the same. But Target chose to focus on areas that they wanted to excel at. So Kmart was just sort of running around with their head cut off. You know, they were like, well, we're we're discounting, so we're just going to offer everything and that's it. So Target sort of focused on creating a unique value for customers. And that is what distinguished their brand. So they, even though they had the same price points and products, they focused on making their stores more aesthetically appealing, 
They focused on like really a seamless customer experience so that when people went in there, they felt different than if they went into Target. And you and I both know that. We, we would go into both the stores after the same thing. You just had a different sense of how the store was and you felt a different energy. Yeah, it's That's like right. anything, any, you know, you can compare businesses all over the place and mm-hmm. it always comes down to the same thing. How does it make you feel? Yes. It's make you if, if the feel good stuff. That's where you're going to go. So let's talk back about Kmart and Target. So um, Target, what they did was really, really smart. They brought mm-hmm. in brand names, which was a lot different than what um, Kmart was doing. They were also design conscious and price conscious. So you were able to get that, you know, brand name, but at a discounted price. And Kmart, on the other hand, really had no focus. They just had kept doing the same thing. Wide variety of discounted stuff. I yes. Mean, that's really what it was. They never, ever distinguished what's wrong. My kids are screaming. <laughs> Bring them in. That's uh, chaos. It's an interesting day today. So anyway, they never ever distinguished, you know, their characteristics. Yes. They never did set themselves apart like Target. So true. So. It's so true. Uh, it's such a good example, but there's somebody out there. And the third, the third point is your brand is not about you. And I think that's where another total misconception comes from is, I am my brand. Like I'm going to be, you know, I'm I'm sort of the advocate for my brand. And really when you're defining your brand, it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in yourself because you really kind of inherently are having to be self-centered because you're having to define what your messaging is, what your values are, what your mission is, what your brand personality is. But remember, all of those things that you're defining, it's not about creating this for your own ego. It's creating it for your customers. It's creating it for your customers of what you want them to perceive you as, not as how you perceive you. And that's such a thing that gets missed. It's what the customer, what you want the customers to say about you. Yeah, exactly. It's not, branding is not what you say, just like you said, it's what your customers perceive. Now the design piece is sexy. It's fun. It's easy to get caught up in, oh, look at me. Look what I'm all about. Look what, you know, my branding or my design is done. But we have to talk about what your customer perceives you at. Your customers and the experience they have interacting with your company really defines your brand. What mm-hmm. sets you apart? We talk about this all, t- all the time. You have to figure out what sets you apart. Also, if you have employees, they are the perfect mouthpiece to go out and convey yes. your brand just as much as everything else you're doing because make sure they're connected with the company. Make sure they're connected with the company culture, all of those things. So anyway, yeah. they can help you just as much as anything else. You're right. Your employees and your staff, they have to buy into it so that they are the right mouthpiece. So mouthpiece. So here's something, per, another perfect example. We're going to talk about Dove Beauty. You want to talk about not making it about them. They developed this branding campaign that targeted sensitive personal emotions. So they launched the messaging campaign titled you're more beautiful than you think. So they created an like all-inclusive body types in their messaging and celebrated women of all walks of life. I love this when you walk into the store, it's beautiful or average, and you pick which door you go into. I mean, it's just, <clears throat> but it was it was so brilliantly done because they wanted to celebrate women of all walks of life. Exactly right. I love this campaign. When I first saw it, it's it's kind of like I can remember 
going, that is really cool. So mm-hmm. um, again, Dove knew the deal. It never was about Dove itself. Yes. They were never the focal point. They really were just putting out this consistent messaging, making this emotional connection that their customers could really relate to and made everybody feel included. Yes. So it was all about being inclusive and celebrating people's inner beauty, which that's brilliant. It's brilliant. And it did so well. And they, again, it was like Dove, they took their themselves out of the whole campaign. And by doing that, now we associate Dove with this inner beauty and celebrating all types of women. And it just was perfect. So we've talked about the three things that your brand isn't. What is your brand? Okay. Your brand identity. If you hear anything, hear this. It is all about your customer, all about your customer. The best brand campaigns are built on a strong understanding of their audience. They know their audience and they deliver it. So brand identity It's sort of based on the truths and the experience and all these things that they want their customers to have and experience. So then they deliver that messaging consistently. So it's, it's pretty key. All right. So let's talk about how to develop your brand correctly um, to make a difference. So let's start with number one. You want to develop your brand's personality. Yes. That may sound silly, but it does need to have a personality and stand out because audiences are so much more trusting of a brand that understands them mm-hmm. or seems like they understand and also aligns with their values and what they're looking for. So if you think about it, the most memorable brands have really crafted a personality that connects to their audience on an emotional level. Right. So you got to think that emotions come into this yes. as far as branding and marketing for sure. So giving your brand the right voice makes it more relatable and helps define what represents your customers. And in turn, they're going to seek you out because you are aligned exactly with what they're looking for. Yes. Brands really have all about that association and that you can make that link very easily. So I'm going to give you the perfect example. All right, Glenn, I'm going to give you two brand names. All right. Then I'm going to give you some adjectives that help describe are just some descriptive words. And then you're going to tell me which of those two brands you think it associates with. So we've got Harley Davidson and Tiffany Company. Harley Davidson and Tiffany Company. Okay, I'm going to give you these adjectives. Rugged, gritty, rebellious, tough, powerful. Based on all that, does that make you think of Tiffany's or Harley Davidson? <laughs> Definitely not jewelry. <laughs> Definitely not jewelry. <laughs> And that exactly is what it is about really crafting your brand's personality. It's because when I say rugged, gritty, rebellious, that's what describes Harley Davidson. So people know that they associate with that. Nobody's ever going to associate that with Tiffany and company. (laughs) Let's hope not. Let's hope not. (laughs) They're doing something very like, honey, I got you this necklace because it seems so rebellious and gritty. It's like, yeah, probably not. Hopefully not. Um, I do want to say good morning real quickly to Cindy and LaVon joining us this morning. I'm glad that you're here with us. All right. So that example is perfect because it leads us right into number two. Number two, you have to create a client experience. And what do we mean by that? 
again, we're kind of sound like a broken record, but the client's experience has everything to do with your reputation and your brand's image over and over and over. It comes from understanding what your customers want and what they value. Um, think about the customer, how the customer would interact with your company and what makes them purchase. Why do they want to buy from you versus somebody else that seems to have similar things or do do similar things that you do? Yeah. And creating a client experience is setting up their expectations. So where they know what they're going to get. So these experiences leave a lasting impression on them and it's going to kind of impact how they associate with their brand. And that's the whole idea is they want to know. They go into it knowing exactly what they're going to get. So the com- this comes from your mission statement. It comes from your messaging. It comes from the, the client's or the customer's interaction with your brand. Here's another example. McDonald's or Chuck's restaurant. And I love Chuck's. Yeah. So you got McDonald's. And sometimes I like McDonald's too. But here's the thing. I know what I'm getting. So if I were to think about convenience, speed, and inexpensive. That is what I know when I get with McDonald's, except for if their ice cream machine is down. And I know I'm not going to get convenience. <laughs> and people that are here from local, locally around here from where we live in Chelsea, Alabama, man, they will rip up McDonald's for that ice cream machine. They sure <laughs> will. They will sure will. So then you've got Chuck's. Chuck's, it's elegance, it's service, it's the ambiance. So because they've set that up, when people know it's again, your brand is the feeling that you want people to perceive and the experience you want them to receive. So they know when they go in there that, yeah, everything is going to have that elegance, that service and that ambiance. And they, you know, if you go to McDonald's, they're not about, you know, the elegance, Yeah, but that's not what they're driving home. They're driving home speed, convenience, cheap, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't really matter just as long as they're doing what their customers expect or what, what's driving their customers to them. So the next thing, number three, be consistent with your message, whatever it is, you have to make sure you're consistent. The idea behind your brand is to build an unspoken familiarity. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was going to be the word that was going to trip me (laughs) up and trust with your customers. So To make sure that this happens, you need to make sure you're consistent about what you're offering and you want to make sure it's evoking the right. Here we go again with emotions, Mm -hmm. It's evoking the right emotions and reactions from your audience. Please keep giving them what they expect. The worst thing you can do is cut that off or cut something off that's working. So pay attention to what is working. Right. And that's the thing is once you've got that customer experience or they have that association, you're right. You have to you have to deliver it. So this is kind of where you start putting your brand in motion through your marketing and your marketing is sort of that last piece of it is where you are setting it in motion and you're using this is so important. You're using the why are you different tactic? That's, you know, going back to the Target and the Kmart example why they were different, it was very clear to the customer. So I'm going to give you another perfect example. Let's talk about Planet Fitness. So Planet Planet Fitness was brilliant and their mission was achieving a non-stereotypical iron heavy gym. So they wanted to target the demographic of gym goers that just want a more relaxed, like less pressure type of gym environment. They set out on that mission and they made sure that all of their messaging was consistently wrapped around that. And I love the stuff like lunk alarm. I love this. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it, you know, Planet Fitness equals no critics. So I just, 
they captured it perfectly. Yes, exactly. I'm fighting all kinds of things. I've got huge trucks going. <laughs> oh, well, that's all in the fun of Friday mornings. It's a um, circus at my house. I mean, I don't even know. You think <laughs> I have an entire childcare center in this house. They're so loud. And there's but, only three of them, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but I love, I love that Planet Fitness because yes. it's intimidating. I mean, it can be intimidating to go to a gym and you're like, you have that um, thought of a gym, you know, you, that everybody's in shape. Yes. It's not the reality. So they made it, they coined themselves, which I love, the anti-fitness fitness club. Mm-hmm. So it made everybody feel included. And now it's become one of the most popular fitness clubs in the United States. So they really capitalize, like you said, on that judgment-free zone. They don't care, you know, what what your demographic is, what your age is, what your fitness level is. It's for everybody. And they may go over top a little bit by offering a pizza night once a month. But and they have a bagel Tuesday, I read too. Not bagel Tuesday, <laughs> but still it's all about the average person. You can be mm-hmm. the average person and still get in shape. So um, I love their branding and I'm going to back up a little bit. Alan, Alan Young's joining us. <laughs> I think he's saying we could combine Tiffany's and Harley by blinging out the Harley. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a pretty good. Now that's a branding strategy. <laughs> you can bling it out. So that's a good idea, Alan. And also yeah. good morning to Steve Johnson. So Have diamonds you- on your Harley. <laughs> wow. I'm not against any bling. We know that. So anyway, I think that's awesome. But again, you have to think about what branding is, what it isn't. Um, get outside of your mind. Is the design's cool? Yeah. It's really, you need the design. Are you going to recap or are we going to wrap it up? I was <laughs> going to recap, um, but I didn't want to stop you. If you want oh, to recap. go ahead. I was kind of recapping and I'm thinking she's probably going to go back through the steps. So why don't you just go ahead and do that? <laughs> So here's the takeaway from today. What your brand isn't. Your brand isn't just about your design. Your brand isn't just about your product or service. And your brand isn't about you. So what is your brand? Your brand is all about your customer and what they think about your business. How you develop that, develop your brand's personality. That's number one. Number two is you want to, what is number two? Number two, I'm sorry. Is, Where are we? <laughs> number two is create a client experience that is so huge, so huge. And number three is really make sure that you deliver your message consistently. Yeah. And if you can do that, you're off to a really great, great start. Don't get me wrong. Those brand kits and all that stuff are important, but that's not where you should end when developing your brand. And that's the fun stuff. You should still have fun creating your beautiful design and all that. So it and is always, hey, we love to help people with this kind of stuff. So if you don't quite understand it or you kind of need somebody to help point you in the right direction, we would love to talk with you and um, just send us a message and that would be great. So until next time, we'll be back next Friday. That's right. Have a great week. That's a wrap. See y'all.